Hey, welcome to Space Cab. It's February 3rd, 2021. Space Cab can be heard at www.spacecabpodcast.com. Well, lots of stuff in the news again this past week. Did you see the SpaceX Starship S9 launch? If you didn't, you missed another one, just like SN8. Yes, everything looked fine. It was really a good launch, and everything went really great. I think it got up to something like uh, 15 kilometers or so, uh, or in about was about 30 something thousand feet. That equates to everything went fine. It did its little uh, rollover, and it was doing its little belly flop thing, and and it kept coming down. Everything looked great. It just was coming down so steadily, so so uh, perfectly. Basically, it looked like with the, the many cameras that were on it. There was a lot of um, what they call fanboys, and there's fangirls too, but the people that are really enthusiastic about the space industry, space programs, and they have their uh, remote live shots out there. Cameras set up all over the place. Some of them really invest a lot of money into this, and a lot of them, you know, ask for donations, and I think a lot of them get to it. But it was funny. Um, as I, I was watching one, uh, I saw the whole launch, and then, well, let me, the spoiler is, if you didn't see it, cover your ears, it crashed. <laughs> Just like SN8. Uh, SN9 came down, crashed on landing. Uh, didn't it never got to be um, a vertical like they wanted it to? It appeared that two of the Raptor engines were supposed to ignite. It looked like only one did, and it wasn't enough thrust probably to keep it from slowing down. It it, it crashed into the near where it took off from, uh, pre- pretty fast, and there was a monster explosion. Debris went flying everywhere. Uh, I think even more than uh, maybe than SN8, but. Uh, I was watching that feed, and then I went over to a couple other feeds that had recorded. I was watching one of these guys, I'll tell you. He was screaming and clapping and laughing, and especially when it blew up, he was laughing and clapping. And uh, I, I wrote it in my Twitter feed. If you want to see my Twitter, it's at twitter.com slash spacegabpodcast. Uh, my Twitter feed says, you know, some people could never be allowed in NASA mission control during a launch. Reactions must be more reserved. There's no crying in baseball, and there's no laughter in launches. <laughs> so I, I posted that. I retweeted his uh, video. But if you get a chance, go look at it. He just He's just so excited, but you're not going to see the guys. You never see this in the movies. You never see that going on with the NASA feeds. The guys are pretty reserved as things are happening. And uh, he, these these fanboys, as they call them, they just they just they go ballistic. They get so excited and, and giddy, basically, on some things. But you know, uh, it, it's fun for them. But anyway, uh, SN9 didn't make it too well. Although the testing was done, you know, it's all about the testing. 
And I, and this one, one guy on the, on the website here I was telling you about, he says, you know, oh, we're ready for Mars now. Well, if a Mars crew wants to crash and burn, they're ready for Mars. They're not, they're not anywhere close to ready for Mars right now. But, um, go check it out if you want to. And, you know, before that, um, there was some controversy even getting this thing off the ground because the FAA had stopped, uh, their launches and things. So they, they wouldn't even allow them to, to launch. And um, they just there was a lot of controversy going on, and it finally came out in a statement from the FAA that they said that they there was a violation, and they 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 told uh, basically they didn't uh, they said that SpaceX couldn't launch, they didn't give them approval to launch the SN8, but they launched anyway, apparently. So SpaceX launched SN8 prior to this SN9 without FAA approval. And so now FAA is going to insert themselves a lot more strictly in uh, these future launches. So uh, that's what happened with the SpaceX Starship. Here's a headline I have. Interesting. Leverage commercial innovation to counter China's technological advances. Remember, I've been talking about that. Just recently, finally, uh, the head of the uh, Space Force Came up and, and made a statement. Whoa, you know, China's really uh, their space race, their space program's really uh, taken off. <laughs> well, it's been taken off for a long time, and now uh, President Biden's nominee for Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks said in congressional testimony that space acquisition programs should leverage commercial innovation and ensure the United States can counter China's technological. Advances. There you go. Well, uh, bingo. <laughs> well, recently, Russia sent up a Soyuz uh, rocket, a Soyuz 2-1.B rocket with a classified payload. And I mentioned that in my Twitter feed. And today I just added a video of that launch. So if you want to go check out the launch of the Russian Soyuz rocket, with its uh, classified military satellite going up to orbit, you can go check the Twitter feed. Here's something pretty cool. Uh, SpaceX was supposed to be launching a Starlink uh, launch with 60 of their Starlink satellites uh, a few days ago, I think it was. Well, that got delayed. Well, now, today they announced that they're hoping uh, to send up two Falcon 9 rockets in the same day, which will be tomorrow, Thursday, February 4th, if all goes well. Two Starlink launches, uh, one at uh, 1.19 a.m. Eastern Time, and the other four hours later at 5.36 a.m. Eastern Time. So uh, we'll check it out from uh, Launch Complex 39A. Those are going up uh, at Cape Canaveral. So two Starlink uh, launches in one day. Small launch startup Astra to go public at $2.1 billion valuation. Says Astra plans to become the first small rocket maker to go public. The company announced Tuesday after reaching space for the first time in December. It'll become the second publicly traded space venture after Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic. Wow. After one launch into space, they're, they're going, I guess that people really have some uh, confidence. And uh, we'll see how that goes with um, investors. But, you know, space is really getting popular. There's so many companies uh, getting into the space program, a commercial space program. And I'll talk about some more of those in, in a little bit.
Well, I guess the head of Russia's space agency has slammed Washington's proposals to have the U.S. Department of Defense operate in space, calling the militarization of the moon and lunar research unacceptable. Check out that article on my Twitter feed. Ukraine in space. Despite desperate financial situation and need for Western aid, Deputy PM says country must launch own spacecraft. Ukrainian spacecraft. They want to, they want to go to space. I told you. Everybody wants to get on, on the space program. That, uh, article, interesting article is on the Twitter feed. Wow, here's one that I was really surprised, uh, to read. Jeff Bezos is stepping down. Bezos said he will stay engaged in important Amazon projects, but will also have more time to focus on the Bezos Earth Fund, his Blue Origin space company, and more. Yeah, that was uh, Bezos. I mean, he's, you know, him and um, Elon Musk have been going at it, uh, and uh, because you know, both companies are getting you know internet satellites going and and rocketry going and and uh, and Bezos uh, Blue Origins, you know, it's it's you know NASA selected for some certain things, and uh, it's a good looking rocket, I'll tell you, and. Uh, it's very competitive with everybody getting in, as I said. But now Bezos is going to step down from some of the Amazon stuff and, and get more into it. I think, I'll bet you you're going to see him getting much more involved, more than, more so with the Blue Origin space company. Because that's, you know, because uh, Elon Musk is uh, stepping up with all this, uh, you know, the Starlink uh, launches and the Starship launches, uh, even though the, 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 the two starships kind of crash and burned, but it's, it's testing. As they say, they're all, it's in, all in testing. But, um, I think this is going to be the big focus. Uh, space is the place. Well, Elon Musk recently tweeted that he's going to be uh, getting off Twitter for a while. And, uh, it's probably, you know, there's speculation why he's doing this, but I think a lot of it's got to do with the FAA and, uh, the, the scrutiny that they're getting uh, SpaceX is getting from the FAA because of certain things that were done, as I uh, spoke about earlier on the podcast. But also, uh, they announced a new mission called Inspiration 4 mission. Inspiration in a number four. And that's got to do with the first commercial astronaut program to go orbit the Earth. And this one's pretty exciting. A lot of people, they, they went on uh, some of the news networks and actually made the announcement there, a uh, exclusive interview. Uh, it says, a new era for human spaceflight and exploration. Inspiration for what's going to happen. I think it's for St. Jude's Hospital. Uh, benefits St. Jude's Hospital. And four people are going to be going up in a SpaceX Dragon. And uh, w- one person's already... Uh, designated, and I think there's three extra seats there, and I think what's happening is you, you pay to play. It's, you, it's a donation for the cause, basically, and, um, inspiration4.com, you can find out a lot more information about the mission, but when they say commercial astronauts, they mean, you know, civilian type, you know, just people who aren't really, they haven't gone through the astronaut training program, things like this. Uh, and so this four, uh, person flight will be completely 
uh, untrained as like NASA astronauts are trained, or um, but it's it's for a good cause they're saying, and SpaceX is is uh, taking them up in the Dragon. I'm not too sure about the particulars about the uh, orbiting yet, how long, how many orbits they're going to make, but I'm sure they'll be coming out with more of that. I didn't not I did not listen to the interview um, on the uh, media stations. Uh, but uh, I read a little bit about it, and uh, I will be going over it even more and talking about this in the future. But, you know, this is history. This is history, um, and SpaceX once again is making history along um, with the individuals involved in this uh, Inspiration4 mission. So uh, there's a couple of links on my Twitter uh, page, uh, twitter.com slash spacegabpodcast, or if you want to find out directly about the mission, go to Inspiration with the number 4, Dot com to find out about that historic mission to come. Today, Boeing made an announcement. Uh, it says here on their tweet, it says, We recently mated the Starliner OFT-2 crew and service modules inside our production factory at NASA Kennedy. Although Starliner gets a new service module for each flight, this reusable crew module is also slated to fly our first operational mission after the crew flight test. So there you go. And speaking of Mars, and I was speaking of Mars earlier, uh, my wife and I, we watched, uh, and this is an older series, but we saw it for the first time on Netflix. It was called Away. It was with uh, five people from different countries all traveling to Mars. Their spaceship was uh, called Atlas, and the cargo ship that preceded them to Mars was called Pegasus. It was interesting. It was a 10-series uh, uh Ten, one series, ten episodes in this series. And, uh, it was kinda, eh, okay in the beginning, but then as the, uh, episodes, you know, evolved, it got much better. So we just finished watching that. It was kinda cool. So if you get a chance, if you haven't seen it, I would suggest, it's kinda cool, uh, Netflix series called Away. Well, remember, um, was it, I think it was two podcasts ago where I was covering the, uh, the launch of, uh, Blue Shift Aerospace and their Stardust 1.0 uh, prototype sounding rocket. That company uses um, a special blend of fuel that's environmentally friendly, they say, uh, and something that nobody's ever used before, but they're kind of being secret on how what the fuel actually is. In uh, the interviews, I shared one of the interviews two podcasts ago about uh, with the CEO of that company. Well, they tried again, uh, and the this time their, their maiden launch was successful. It was successful, but we didn't get to see it on the live uh, stream very well until later on when they did post the videos of the launch. It kind of froze up. They had a few problems. The uh, Stardust 1.0, um, I guess the first try, they tr- they tried it, and the uh, igniter lit, but the fuel valve didn't allow the fuel to come out, so there was no combustion and there was no takeoff. And so then the second time, I guess, they attempted it that day, uh, something happened with the igniter, I think, on that one. But, or, and then it turned out, I think it was the same valve, the fuel valve. So they fixed that, and then finally on the third attempt for the day, they were able to, to light that candle, and up it went. So, um, the, unfortunately, the live stream for the 4,000 plus people, people that were watching, 
the live stream froze, and as they're screaming and, and cheering and yelling, uh, yeah, oh yeah, and saying some expletives, <laughs> the, uh, the, we just watched a rocket that was still on the launch pad, on their uh, mobile launch pad. But, uh, then the video came on and you saw the rocket, uh, from the rocket cam as it was spinning and going, uh, increasing in altitude, and then, uh, the parachute coming out. Um, but, but they did share later on, and I have the, um, both of those stories on the Twitter feed, twitter.com slash podcast. If you want to go check them out, you can see the videos of the actual launch. And it, it was a good launch, so they were successful, and they were very happy. So uh, Blue Shift Aerospace, their Stardust 1.0 uh, prototype sounding rocket was a success. And I think, you know, they have a bunch of other rockets that they have in the in the works. So we'll, we'll see how they, they perform uh, in the future. I guess the Russians were going to try to be putting together a space movie to uh, go against, what, Tom Cruise's uh, movie that they were planning to do while in orbit. Uh, they say sources close to Roscosmos are telling the, um, that uh, they've signed off on the Russian movie in, movie in space project. Timeline to find the actress who will go into space is imminent, they're saying. So uh, that story there has a link on the on the Twitter feed, but uh, yeah. So Tom Cruise, uh, th- that's what they were go- going against, competi- competing against his movie that I guess is in the works. So we'll see what happens. We'll see who has the first movie in space with an actual the actors actually be being in space while they're filming the movie. Iran launched the Zaljana three stage satellite carrier which is capable of carrying satellites weighing up to 220 kilograms in a 500-kilometer orbit. Uh, there. So there, there's a link to that story on the Twitter feed. February 1st was the uh, anniversary of the Space Shuttle Columbia uh, disaster. Uh, it says Columbia broke up as it re-entered the Earth's atmosphere on February 1, 2003. We mourn seven astronauts who lost their lives because of something that happened when Columbia launched two weeks earlier. And um, that's when the uh, the piece of uh, ice uh, hit the wing, the wingtip, and, and actually put up a large hole in that uh, where the tiles are supposed to be. And they really, they weren't sure. But I think some were sure, but a lot of controversy over what actually happened, you know, who said, you know, but there wasn't much to, what to, they couldn't do much at that time. Uh, they had to come down from orbit and, uh, it was, it was really, it was, it was a hard call on everyone's, uh, part because, you know, they, they, some say they knew that this was going to happen. They were just hoping for the best and some say they didn't know. And, um, it was terrible. I was working at the time. Uh, working for the uh, space launches, the eastern and western range, uh, the ground segment uh, at that time. And uh, when we found out what had happened, it was devastating to so many people. Um, very sad. Uh, because, I, you know, pretty much the western range has a lot of assets that, that track. And they would have been probably the first uh, to see uh, the, the space shuttle breaking up. And, and they were. There's some things that were never shared. Um, you know, you have a lot of uh, observations made by civilians from the ground. Uh, military made a lot of observations. The uh, space program made a lot of observations with the different uh, ground equipment we have. We had uh, when I used to work for them. And um, 
so they would have seen the space shuttle coming across California first and going further uh, east as it, as it uh, disintegrated even more. But very sad, very sad indeed, uh, the Columbia. Uh, we lost the crew in on February 1st, 2003. Another spacewalk at the ISS occurred on February 1st. Uh, many more tasks were done successfully. That's um, two uh, in really cro- close proximity to each other, two spacewalks. So... Uh, a lot of people followed that, and you know NASA TV does uh, show those things li- live as they're occurring, uh, getting quite an audience, and uh, a lot of people watching and, and enjoying uh, watching uh, work being done in space. Well, the uh, private uh, space firm iSpace, uh, Chinese private firm iSpace, I've talked about that on, on previous podcasts. Well, they had a, a launch uh, on February first, launch of a Hyperbola dash one rocket. Uh, it ended, uh, in apparent failure shortly after liftoff. And, uh, there was speculation if there was payloads on board or if it was just a test flight. Uh, some are saying there was up to six payloads possibly on board, but they wouldn't go into uh, detail on that. Uh, I'm sure more and more will come out as time goes on, but apparently this, uh, private firm, uh, iSpace, uh, their launch ended in, in, in failure. Some of the uh, space enthusiasts were tracking uh, the Japanese H-3 rocket core body uh, being transported uh, to a facility to, to be uh, put together. And it, they, they were sharing it on their different Twitter feeds, and I have it on mine also, but different photographs of it uh, coming off the ship, a, bi- a big uh, rocket core, uh, Japanese H-3 rocket core body, and, you know, encased in its packing material, its packing crate, and watching the thing being loaded and and uh, carried on the road. Well, then, then someone was showing some, it was actually, when they were going around some of the curves on the road, it's, it's so big, it was tipping. It looked like it was going to tip over. And they were sharing pictures with that, about that happening. And then later on, I guess it did make it through successfully, made it to its destination. But a lot of people are watching, just like at the uh, Chica Boca um what is it? The in Texas, where SpaceX uh, launches its starships. Uh, the, oh no, Boca Chica. What did I say? Chica Boca. <laughs> it's Boca Chica. In Boca Chica, they where they launch. People, will, those cameras are going all the time. People will watch. They'll zoom in on the cranes moving. They'll zoom in on the workers working on different areas of the launch facility. They'll zoom in on anything. The birds there, the rockets, the the the, the water tanks, they zoom in on everything. <laughs> and these guys were zooming in on this uh, Japanese H3 rocket core body being uh, transported. So I'll tell you, I, I keep telling you, space is the place. People just are loving space, even before the space products get into space, while they're still on the ground. They're loving it. Well, I guess uh, Roscosmos is continuing to discuss a joint moon base with China. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see if that happens. Roscosmos, uh, the Russian space agency, and China in discussions about a joint moon base. Wouldn't that be something? Um, but you know, there's more on that article. I'm following this one. This is very interesting. Uh, you can that's uh, that's at tass tass dot com is uh, that's that story. Well, NASA announced another uh, a second green run hot fire test. Coming up in February sometime. 
And you remember the last one we followed, they, uh, they had a, a shutdown before the entire test uh, occurred. So they're going to have another one. They're going to try it again uh, to see if they can do a full full um, test run to see if it goes uh, the, the full amount that it's supposed to go for uh, a successful test. We'll, we'll check that one out when it happens. And on January 28th, uh, NASA performed a engine test, RS-25 engine test, that would help power their NASA SLS rocket on future missions to the moon and Mars. So they actually performed a, uh, this one was only on one rocket engine, uh, but it looked successful. I watched that one, and uh, this was, this is a little bit different than the test I was just telling you about previously. Um, so this test was for something completely different. Uh, this test was a success, and uh, I'm sure they're going to be going on to future tests. Uh, this, this NASA SLS rocket is uh, slated for some pretty interesting missions to come. January 28th, 1986, a booster engine failed and caused the Space Shuttle Challenger to break apart, taking the lives of all seven crew members. It's Challenger. Wow. I remember, I think a lot of people remember when uh, the Challenger disaster occurred, when the Columbia disaster occurred, uh, what they they remember what they were doing at the times of those disasters. Um, I found out, and I didn't follow back then the uh, investigation as much. I mean, the day-to-day stuff going on with the investigation, just the findings I, I, I looked at uh, and talked about. But Neil Armstrong was actually uh, a member of that accident review board. Uh, I talked about that a little bit on the on the Twitter feed. But, uh, yeah, Space Shuttle Challenger, January 28th. 1986. On a previous podcast, I was talking about the Sirius XM satellite, SXM-7, uh, being put up in orbit successfully. And uh, it's, I guess it was going to extend the life of the X, Sirius XM satellite uh, system for that part of the uh, world wherever it was going to be in orbit. It was going to, I guess, replace kind of like two of the uh, aging satellites. Uh, but, well, guess what? Apparently, it has failed. They did some testing, and and they said that certain failures had uh, in the, in some of the payload units. And I guess the uh, as of as of what I know right now, the SXM-7 satellite uh, that was uh, constructed and made by uh, Maxar uh, and launched by SpaceX, uh, failing in orbit, uh, it can't be used apparently right now. Uh, and so they, but they did say, SiriusXM said, oh, don't worry, our older satellites are still there. Well, that, that, those older satellites were going to be replaced by this newer satellite. So, um, you know, companies are always going to throw the positive spin on it. But, uh, supposedly, you know, this, something failed when they were doing the, some testing, uh, during orbiting, orbital testing, they said. Uh, so that's all they're saying, malfunctions. They were trying to diagnose them. But I don't think they have. Not, I haven't heard any more about that as of yet. But it was funny because in, in my well, not funny, but odd because uh, in the, my Twitter feed I talked about Art Bell. Do you remember when Art Bell went with SiriusXM and he had all that trouble with SiriusXM? Uh, and that's when I stopped uh, uh, get, subscribing to SiriusXM after Art Bell had all the problems. Well, I said, I go, hmm, could this be the revenge of Art Bell? Art Bell's no longer with us. He passed on. But um, 
he would have found this story amusing, more than amusing. He would have said, gotcha. That's it. Until next time. Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys.